Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. eventful as Kaelin could hope for after the night before. Lynn had apparently not tranced again if the fact he had gotten through almost an entire book while not moving from his position next to him was any clue. Spirits hadn't been exactly high for the rest of the day, but at least they had still been talking and Lynn didn't seem too shaken up by the experience. He'd even explained that he'd had it happen to him before, once or twice, but usually he had a lot more people around him to help out. That night, they found themselves in another small copse of woods and another small clearing further in in order to camp. There wasn't a source of water here, which meant no luxury of actual physical bathing, but Caelan still managed to use his magic, so at least they were clean. If Lynn was put off by it, he didn't show it at all. The clearing that they'd found was more dirt than foliage, the thicker canopy of the trees above stopping anything from growing on the forest floor and now it was spring, this previous autumn already composted down. Kaelin didn't really mind. It made the ground soft and more pleasant to lie on through the tent. They ate just as well as they did the first night, more bread and cured meats that Lynn had brought with him, along with some dried fruit to follow it up. Kaelin ate fairly well, sure, but he was used to simple rations when he was camping in the wilderness like this, or hunting and foraging for his own food, so... This made a nice change. Lynn told stories around the campfire, stories from when he used to travel with his family in the large camps they used to set up. Caelan could almost see the large colourful tents full of gold thread and velvet blankets with a full company of servants and chefs. He didn't know whether Lynn was embellishing, but the way he told his stories was more than enough entertainment for the night. Maybe in a different life he could have been a travelling entertainer. They spoke a bit more in bed, too, curled up in the same sleeping bag together, Lynn's head under the covers as he traced circles on Kaylin's abs. Kaylin's hand was busy playing with the elf's hair, twisting it around and around in his fingers, before brushing and flattening it back down again. Lynn's voice wasn't nearly as tired as it should have been, and Kaylin couldn't help but wonder how many nights he spent up working just to get used to being up so late. Then again, it could just be a bonus of never having to sleep. His mother never really seemed tired, even when she chose to trance over sleeping the full night. The more he thought about it, as he was finally drifting off to sleep to the sound of more of Lynn's stories, the more he was sure that even if he didn't have to, he'd still spend the entire night sleeping. Sleeping was just too good of a feeling to pass up. His living room was colder than normal, and a part of Caelan wished he'd brought a blanket with him. He was lounging back on the sofa, halfway through a good book with his feet up on the coffee table. Leliana would be mad at him if she saw, but she was already asleep, so it was fine. As long as he remembered to clean the top off afterwards. It was dark enough for him to desperately need his dark vision to see, but 
He must have been too tired to cast magic or something, because every time he tried to cast a light spell, it just didn't work. It took a few minutes for him to figure out that whatever he was reading just wasn't going in. He'd get to the bottom of the page and realise he had no idea what it had said. He went back through, carefully reading it and trying to take in the words, but nothing seemed to sink in. The more he thought, the more he realised that he had no idea what this entire book was about. Maybe he was just tired, but he didn't really feel it in his bones like he usually did. He closed the book, reading the front cover and the blurb and the spine and not understanding a word that he saw. He almost seemed like he did. He read the word when he got to it, but it just didn't seem to make any sense looking at an entire sentence. Almost like each word flew from his head as soon as he moved on to the next. His brows furrowed and he opened it up to a random page to see if he had more of a chance there. Was he ill? Had someone been messing around in his head? Halfway through trying to comprehend the page, desperately reading the words out loud to try and make them stay for an extended period of time, he suddenly saw a dark red spot appear on the paper. He stared for a moment, almost hearing his brain tick over as he tried to understand just what it was. Another drop, and a splash this time, told him it was coming from somewhere above. Looking up, the ceiling was obscured, musky darkness stopping him from seeing the pale wood that he knew was there. Maybe it was later than he thought. Another drop fell from the darkness, almost in slow motion, hanging in the air before splashing down onto the book, this time sending smaller droplets scattering across the page. Kaelin almost instinctively howled at her hand, waiting for the next drop before bringing it up to his nose to smell it. It was... blood. The iron tang was unmistakable for someone in his kind of work. But why would there be blood dripping from the ceiling? He'd seen it before plenty of times, and it only really occurred when there was an awful lot of blood on the floor above. More blood loss that was really survivable and the room directly above him was... He was standing up in an instant, book tumbling to the floor forgotten as he broke into a sprint. It took him less than a second to cross the room, vaulting over the other chair on his way to the door. Grabbing onto the doorknob, he yanked at it in a panic, struggling with it for a moment before managing to break through the latch and leave it hanging on the hinges. The hall was dark too, none of the light that usually streamed in from the street making it through the windows. Was it that late the streetlights were out? Had the usual lamplighters been held up somewhere and unable to complete their job? The questions were asked in the back of his head, somewhere buried which screamed at him that something here was wrong, but he ignored it. There were much more pressing matters to attend to right now and he could forget about the darkness. He hit the stairs running, taking them two at a time as they stretched up into the darkness above him. He kept up his speed longer than he thought possible. There was no way he had this many stairs in his house. He'd lived here for seven years. He knew the layout of his house, and still his brain pushed him forward. His logical brain had shut down entirely, engulfed by the sheer adrenaline coursing through his veins and forcing him to run faster, harder. Lactic acid filled his muscles, pushing through ache to a sharp pain that only intensified with every step he took. His two steps turned into one. No matter how much he needed to keep going forward, he couldn't ignore the sheer exhaustion that was trying to take him over. No. Not again. Not to them. They deserve so much more. 
She couldn't leave them again. With a burst of energy accompanied by a scream, he used the last scraps of his energy to sprint forward, harder, faster than before. Still the scares stretched ahead of him, a never-ending tunnel into darkness, but he had to do this. The top of the stairs came so quickly, so suddenly that he stumbled as his legs struggled to find the rhythm after so long pressing upwards. He didn't even have time to think as he turned, pivoting on one foot as he headed towards her room. The hallway stretched ahead of him, but he kept pushing forward. There couldn't be that much more, not that much further now. His heart was pounding in his ears, lungs burning, and he could almost feel the blood pumping through his veins. His eyes closed as he sprinted forward, hoping that focusing the energy he used on seeing on his legs would propel him further and further to where he needed to be. The thick wood of the bedroom door stopped him suddenly, pain blossoming across the entire front of his body, even though he knew logically that he wouldn't have hit it with every part of him at once. He opened his eyes again, groping blindly for the door handle in the pitch blackness that had overtaken his house. A scream of frustration left his lungs the longer it took for him to find it, and he took a few steps back to shove his shoulder against the frame. He'd never been the strongest man, but with every connection the door shuddered until it splintered under his weight. As soon as the door opened, his eyes were flooded with light. It was beyond daylight it was so bright, and he had to blink two or three times in order to clear the spots from his vision. The difference was blinding sending needles of pain into the back of his eyeballs and blossoming through his brain. His mind ticked over slowly as he looked over the room. It was so, so familiar. The pastel pink walls and the matching bed pressed against the wall next to the window. Small painted flowers that he knew were perfectly accurate to the ones found in the Bellator Forest drafted around the walls. Enchanted paint letting them sparkle even in the daylight was full of pictures too and paintings his family both close and extended smiling back at him from the paper trap behind glass he remembered those smiles being full of love happiness but now they just looked cold and empty as they lay on the dressing table and desk in the room an easel stood in the corner paint still wet from the cruder family portrait that was in progress on the canvas a brush lay across the floor blue paint pooling on the carpet beneath it Everything entered his brain at once, all of the information from the room that he either saw or remembered. But his eyes were drawn to the centre of the room, to what he knew was there and what he knew he had to face again. A body in the middle of the room, covered in blood from the stab wounds to her chest and the gaping wound across her neck. Hair haloed around her head, only half tied back with a partially snapped band. Hands still clutched onto her mace where she'd gone down fighting. Maybe someday, Kaelin would stop hurting enough to be proud of her for that. He knew his eyes would follow the line up to the bundle of blankets on the bed. He desperately didn't want to, as if it wasn't true, as if he wouldn't look up. As if he could forget it had ever happened if he just resisted looking at those blood-soaked blankets. But he couldn't. He was stupid to ever think he could. The pink blankets were stained red, blood still wet enough to be glistening slightly in the sun. She tried to hide. She thought her blankets would save her. 
Kaelin fell to his knees, the shock of the impact jarring up his thighs to his hips. Tears were already falling down his cheeks, splashing on the floor as he was torn between looking at their faces again and desperately trying to drag his eyes away. Hands came up to cover his face as he sobbed, falling to his side on the floor. This couldn't be happening. This couldn't be happening. This couldn't be... Kaelin came to with a gasp. Someone had been shaking his shoulder and he prepared a magic spell in his hands. He was going to kill them. They'd hurt his girls and they were going to pay. He could see two glowing red eyes before his vision adjusted to the dark and they made him pause if only for a second. None of the men that did this had red eyes. It couldn't be them. After a few seconds, his eyes came into focus and the red eyes surrounded by a worried face framed with long, red hair that reached the floor next to him. Lynn. Are you okay? Your heartbeat was going crazy. Lynn asked, ears dropped down with concern in his eyes. Kaylin couldn't tell what time it was, but it must have been earlier on in the night because it looked like Lynn was still curled up in bed and not reading like he usually did when he woke up. Kaylin took a deep breath, feeling tears staining his cheeks, and he pulled his hands up to wipe them away, even though he knew it was far too late. He had no idea what to do, what to say. This wasn't Lynn's burden to hold, but in the darkness of the night and the almost intimacy of the woods, he almost felt like he could share his problem. It was a nightmare. He finally settled on, trying to regulate his breathing to calm his still-pounding heart. They happen sometimes. Sorry, I... I should have warned you. Lynn's face softened even more, and within seconds he was lying on his back, pushing the blankets down to let Kaelin rest on his chest. The half had no idea when or how he'd figured out how he didn't like his face being covered. But Lynn was warm, and the arms around his waist more than a little comforting, and right now he was incapable of saying no. Do you want to talk about it? Lynn asked, voice soothing and deep enough to rumble in his chest from Kaelin's position. His eyes were still open, and he couldn't help but look down the line of the elf's stomach to watch it rising and falling with his breaths. Still here. Still alive. I would really rather not, Kaelin replied slowly. It wasn't that he was debating, telling him anything but, but he needed to find the right way to answer that question. All right, Lynn responded, and if he was offended at all, he didn't show it. You fell asleep while I was telling you about my research earlier. Did you want me to carry on? Kaelin could do nothing but not, appreciating the distraction and the boring topic to try and lull him back to sleep. Hopefully this time the nightmares would stay away. <laughs>